say it again, a night of encounters. Oh my gosh, I am so excited because you know how I am about encounters. Like I always say that when somebody encounters Jesus, like it's the game changer. That's it. It's like, it's all over because when you encounter him, when you have an experience with him, it's like, it's a new game. It's like game on actually for the first time. I remember that when I had my first encounter with Jesus, um, it was where we danced and it was so beautiful and it was so wonderful. And what's so great about that particular encounter is that it's something that has even though it happened back in 2016 it's still something that more and more is being shown to me from the holy spirit there's more that's being shown to me about like oh see this is in song of songs see this part where he said this this is in the bible so it wasn't like something that i just randomly thought up in my head because we can sit there and dismiss these things but when you have an encounter after encounter after encounter god is trying to do something he's trying to say something and more important he's trying to build a relationship with you because think about it when you start dating somebody what do you guys start to do you start to do things together you start to go to dinner you go to movies you go to different places that's where the the interesting parts of, of each of you come out it's when you do something together and that's what i really feel about encounters is that when we start to encounter him that's when we really get to see different parts of him and the beautiful thing for me is that i also get to see papa encounter other people i've gotten to see other women who've been encountered by the love of god i've gotten to see women who've been encountered by jesus and holy spirit at my at my makeup counter or at my store or at my conferences and those are the things where i get to see a different facet of god because i've always said that he's like a great big diamond. And so I only get to see part, but because of the different encounters, I get to see different parts. So I am super, super excited. And I don't want to take up any time because um, my guest is Joshua Marsingale, and he has written a book. It's called Encounters. And what's so great about this book is not only does he talk about his personal encounters and how his life was shifted and changed, because of these encounters, but he also gives practical tips and he gives you ways and prayers that help you to have your own encounter. So without further ado, let me bring Joshua onto the show. And I'm so excited, he's such a doll. So Joshua, welcome, welcome so much um, to talk. Uh, it's such an honor to have you. Thank you, Lisa, it's really a pleasure to be here, thanks. Well, okay, so so I got this book, and actually, Laura Douglas, she's like, Lisa, she, 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 you have to have Josh on your show. I'm like, right, she's the best. Isn't she the best? She is. Yeah, I really love her. I do too. And so she's like, you have to have him on the show. He is so amazing. He is so incredible. I'm like, okay, okay. She goes, I'm sending you his book. After you read the book, you're gonna love it. I said, no, 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 it's fine. I said, just yes, let's do this. Let's let's book a date. And so I, I read the book, and it, I was like, so there were so many things in the book that I, I, I loved and I wanna talk about, and I don't wanna give away too much of it, so I'm gonna kinda pull out some highlights of things that really, really spoke to me. And, oh, look, she's on. Hi, Laura. Hi, Laura. 
Um, so there are there are things that I that were in the book that completely completely like blew my mind. I mean, really, just it was just amazing to see how God yeah. just he was just doing these beautiful things in you and he was really showing you the father's love and i'm all about daddy's love so yeah why don't you just give a small synopsis about how god pursued you <laughs> um you know so the veil was torn and uh that doesn't mean that we can just go into the holy of holies but the really amazing things is that god can come out and i think that is very significant and just uh that's because that's what he did with me <laughs> and that was my experience he he came out of you know from any box that i'd ever heard that he was supposed to be in and he came out and rescued me from uh just a, a life of meaninglessness and just uh, absolute uh dead end <laughs> um so Oh no, I'm here. I'm here. I was okay, taking a drink of water. I'm sorry. Um, I wanted, I really wanted to kind of talk about like, because, you know, there are so many people, especially nowadays who can kind of feel like that's it. I'm throwing in the towel. I'm done, you know? And, and so right. that last ditch prayer that is like, all right, if you're real, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and I think if I if I remember correctly, like in your book, like not mm -hmm. not a lot of things did anything happen when you said that. I know that there was a shift in you, but it wasn't like mm -hmm. with some people, you know, Jesus showed up. You know, <laughs> I think I passed out actually because yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what yeah. it wasn't this, but but God took your invitation. Yeah, no, he definitely did. And uh, it's such a good story. So basically, um, I tried everything. I tried drugs, alcohol, um, and uh, eventually I ended up trying to be a good person. <laughs> I thought, you know, for sure this will work. Like people, uh, you know, are good people. They're having good lives. And, you know, uh, it did not work for me at all. And that was just my experience with it. And, um, and I think, uh, honestly, I had done really well. I, I, I think uh, I had gotten my dream job. I was working for uh, just a, a world-class uh, leadership organization and we were going to change the world. That was my whole idea was I could maybe do something about poverty in the world. And so, um, but even that, even those good desires, they were unfulfilling. I was working 60 to 80 hour weeks and um, just constantly uh, feeling like there was this missing something in my life and um it's amazing that i was able to pick myself up you know and and go after uh academic academics um like i was able to but it just was unfulfilling ultimately and um so i ended up um on you know on the floor drinking and uh taking pills and i, I drank about a fifth of, of whiskey and i i told the lord I'm not really interested in a new life, but if you're real, <laughs> then I really wish you'd just kill me and that would be the end of it. And I'm not sure he didn't, honestly, <laughs> because uh, about four hours later, I woke up and um, I felt alive. I didn't have a hangover. I didn't feel, um, you know, any kind of pain whatsoever. I, in fact, I felt really new. I felt like strength was in inside me. And one of the most significant things 
things that I often forget to mention is I li- I literally went from a, a state of total anxiety where I was constantly having anxious thoughts to complete and total peace. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, although I didn't have like a lot of Christian understanding or words or, um, you know, anything to like kind of capture this stuff with, didn't have those wineskins available to me. I, I, you know, I, looking back as a Christian, I began to realize, wow, what a supernatural miracle God had had to rewire my brain, the super highways of like uh, you know the way things fire up there and all that kind of stuff had to be reconfigured you know torn down and put back in i mean this is this is i mean to me uh, thinking about how significant that was i am like this is like you know a limb growing back or something i mean it's just so amazing basically god gave me a new brain (laughs) wow and i i love the fact that you know you you know you realize that something changed even though you couldn't quite figure it out. You're like, wait a second, I should feel like this, but I don't. So you knew that something yeah. happened because you're like, wait, other times. <laughs> <it's> <laughs> and that's, Much worse. that's like the, the fun part is like, cause then all of a sudden you're like, wait a second, something's new, something's different. And it, and that's how right. you can start to know that, okay, God is, right. God is doing something. He's up to something. And so yeah. you, so you have this, this um, mm-hmm. epiphany of okay, wait a second, something is different, and then the joy, you know, and so now right. things are starting to say to you, you know, now you're like, okay, well, what am, what do you do with it? It's like because that's what I love about your book. It's like okay, so some stuff yeah. happens. What do you do with it? Like, you know, how do you start to to change into mm-hmm. something new? Something who someone who has encountered God, you know, how do you start walking that out? I had no clue and thank God for God. <laughs> but that morning I felt so good. I was like, uh, I think I'm going to go for a really long jog. And so I, I ran out um, into a park that was nearby. I was living in downtown San Diego, uh, Balboa Park. It's one of the most beautiful parks in the world. It was, it's, I mean, it is one of the most gorgeous mornings I've ever seen in my life. Honestly, there was just this ethereal atmosphere. Clouds were laying on the ground and um, it was just really special. And I was feeling and just every breath that I took in felt brand new. I, I felt brand new. And so as I, I just started jogging, I, I started to have an open vision. And the first thing I saw wasn't pleasant. It was a, it was a bunch of demons lining uh, the, the entire horizon as far as I could see. And as I couldn't count them. There were so many. And they looked, they had differences in their facial features, but they were, um, they were dim- uh, but they were the same color. Like it was just very obviously something was completely different than I had ever experienced. And so uh, as I'm, uh, it took me a while, but I'm like, I'm frightened at first, of course, but I I realized like, I don't, I don't know what's happening to me. Maybe I'm, I'm having schizophrenia. Uh, There's probably something really wrong with me. Again, I'm not a Christian, so I'm not thinking this is like an encounter. And so, you know, these, these things are everywhere and they're still everywhere. And at one point I remember realizing that I could kind of look through them and I was like, okay, so this is interesting. A friend of mine, Blake Ely, I think he's going to be on your show next week. This is awesome. Um, he, uh, he talks about it this way. He says, it's like, if you wanted to look at, at a windshield, you could focus on the windshield or you could focus on the road. That was exactly what my experience was like. So I was uh, realizing that I could have some control over this thing that I was seeing. And so I just, I just started, 
I just kept jogging because I didn't know what else to do. I'm like, I guess maybe I'll, I'll get healthy at some point and this stuff will go away or who knows what's about to happen to me. So, so you're like, okay, so I'm having these visions. So here right. I am, I'm feeling really good. I'm jogging. It's the most right. beautiful day. And what the heck? Why are these demons out? And they're just looking at me in menacing ways with like these really angry, um, you know, we're about to devour you kind of looks on their faces, but they're not like doing anything. So I couldn't figure out what was happening. Just kept running. So I, I keep running. I'm about to just decide that I'm going to ignore the whole thing and just forget it. I don't know what's happening. But um, and then I hear someone jogging up beside me. And I think it was real, you know, just a person in the natural world. Um, but it, it turned out to be the, the Apostle Paul. So <laughs> the Apostle Paul is, is suddenly running right next to me. And I knew who he was. I don't know how I knew. I, you know, I, it's not like I read the Bible. I hadn't read the Bible since I was a little kid and when it was forced on me, you know. Um, so I'd never really even taken notice of who he was. And now suddenly he was a real person. He had a, a personality and he was right beside me and, and almost feeling like he was in the flesh. I mean, he was he was so real. Let me tell you, like, this is this is real. I don't know how to explain that, but it's just not in this natural world. Um, so I'm not an expert on that kind of stuff, but anyway, so, I mean, remember I, I'm a Christian. I don't have a box for this kind of stuff. So I, I didn't, I didn't remember what he said, which is so unfortunate. I cannot wait to, for the Lord or the Holy spirit to bring to remembrance what, what Paul said, but I kept running. And then Peter, the apostle Peter shows up. He is, he's just my favorite experience with the supernatural to date. He was so fun and he made me laugh. He just, he was so funny. He was tall and lanky and, and uh, running with me, he had these goofy shoes on, you know, from today, they were like tennis shoes. And so, um, and he started making me laugh and I hadn't done that in like three years. I was a super serious business guy. <laughs> you know? So, so, and now I, I laugh all the time, which is great. You know, I, I'm so grateful that the Lord turned that around. But, um, but I remember he told me, Josh, you need to, you need to use your imagination. Um, to uh, just come up with weapons and destroy these things. And he was talking about the demons that I'd almost forgotten because I was having such a good time with him. And so we start killing these things. I'm coming up with like swords and, and whips and things like that. And I realize I'm, I'm, you know, I'm jogging and I'm kind of doing this stuff and, and uh, moving around. And I realize I'm doing it in the natural as well. So, you know, I get a little like uh, shy about it and I'm like, Oh man, I need to think of something a little more creative here. <laughs> and um, so I, I, so I come up with like a, a sonic boom that, that would come out of my, um, out of my foot when I hit the ground. So it wouldn't look like I was doing anything <laughs> with my hands. And yeah, because this is public place, people are watching me, you know, and um, so I, I, these things, I'm killing them and, and, you know, Peter's killing them. Some At some point I lose track of him and I'm just annihilating these guys. One thing that I think is a really good detail, they were, they look so heavy and so difficult and so strong and, but they hadn't, I mean, as soon as I would touch them, they would just shatter into, you know, millions of pieces like glass. And it was, it's just so strange how vulnerable they were. They, you know, I think like uh, Graham Cooks talks about like uh, how cheap intimidation is uh, as a budget item in, in hell's <laughs> list. You know, it's such a good point. And clearly I was trying, I was being intimidated, but they had nothing to back it up at all. And that's such a good word, you know, for anyone that's facing, um, you know, some of that stuff. Um, so, and so I, I just keep 
you know, jogging. And then this is the, the part that really changed my life was, um, so here comes Jesus and, and Jesus looks me in the eye and um, I, I look back into his eyes and there's a fire there. But the thing that really caught me off guard was his kindness. And somehow I could see kindness in his eyes. And um, just the reality of kindness was was all the way through him. And it, it just came in and it pierced my soul. You know, it, it, it mattered so much to me because all I'd known about Jesus was that he was a religion. And uh, I had never thought of him as a, as a person in my life. I just thought he was a good thing for people to to do with their their minds, so they wouldn't, you know, so they could be comforted. And so this was totally different. This was like he is real, and he is, and he knows me, and he he looks lovingly towards me in a kind way. So that that blew my mind. That's the first thing that blew my mind. And this is all within the same jog. I'm, you know, 30 minutes into it and I'm still killing these things off. And Jesus asked me, he says, Josh, do you want me to take it from here? And (laughs) I didn't know what to say. So I was like, well, no, I guess I'll be okay. And, you know, I'll just keep killing him or whatever. Silly thing to say to Jesus. Jesus wants to take it. You just give it to him, you know. Um, But, you know, so anyway, so I'm still trying to kill these things. And then I get completely overwhelmed. And I'm like, they just keep coming. I'm never going to get through this. And um, and then um, I realized, I'm like, you know what? Jesus is real. And if Jesus is real, then God is real. And if God is real, then I, God, you can do anything. You can flood the, these, these creatures and kill them all. And so I, I asked him, I said, God, would you please just flood all these creatures and kill them all? And so that's exactly what he did. There was like these little pools of violent water that I saw in the valleys and they, they just began, began to fill up the valleys and go over the hills. And then I realized they were coming up over me. And I mean, it was so real that I, that I took a deep breath in as the water came up over my head and it just shot up into the sky and I watched it go up really, really high. And then I looked off into the distance and I realized those demons were just floating up all up into the sky everywhere and so they were they were completely annihilated um, by that 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 trust that i suddenly had for for god that he gave me the the opportunity to even have you know (laughs) i i absolutely there's so many parts about that story that i love i love the fact that it wasn't it wasn't uh paul who who caught your you know it wasn't peter even though you were having fun with peter but jesus that like first like it was first it was first the two disciples who came and it was interesting that you grew with peter because one of the things that the lord said to me he says lisa he says i want you to have the boldness of paul and i want Mm. you to have the faith of peter the love of john and he said discernment of timothy that's so good. That's what he said. And so when you said that it was Peter, because it was Peter who helped your faith increase. Yeah, absolutely. That's what he's known for. Peter wow. was, was the apostle with the most faith. He was the only one who walked out on water. I don't care if it was a step or two. He, but he did. Yeah, that, that's amazing. He had <laughs> his faith. He had such tremendous faith compared to all of the apostles. Yeah. And yeah. I think that it's really important that the boldness came because that's what I saw in it. As I said, first he's mm. boldness that you could yeah. 
deal with this. And then he said, Peter, right. increase your faith. But then he sent Jesus to give you the love because perfect love casts all fear. Now, I couldn't yes. share that with you. I was like, oh, this, is, <laughs> this is so good, you know? Uh, it's beautiful, but, yeah. But love, and they're so personal too. That's like, a, I mean, that isn't religion. That is a personal reality that you, it feels like you, you just know them. And the truth is, and the Bible tells us that we do know them. <laughs> we do know them. Paul like writes a book with Philippians. He's like, listen, like you and I are actually sharing headspace because of the way we think. That's right. We actually get to share thoughts together because we're we're both Christians. We're both following Christ. So time doesn't get to stand between us. Nothing gets to actually get in the way of us being able to have a oneness with the the people of the Bible. And I mean, that goes all the way back to Abraham and Adam. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's there's just so much relationship available in the, in his word. Well, you know, and it even says, um, I think it was Jesse Duplantis who said that when he mm-hmm. went to heaven, he has a um, he has a, a whole story about when he went in the spirit and he went to heaven. And one of the things that he said is that the first person he met was Abraham. And he said, and he didn't introduce himself as Abraham. He just knew that it was Abraham. Huh. Right. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. so it's like we like you said, in our head, we know. We don't have to, and they know us. That's the, yeah. so cool. Come on. <laughs> they know us. Like when Jesus was talking, he's like, hey, listen, I'm going to see Josh. You want to come? Peter's like, heck yeah. Right. I'm <laughs> yeah. You know, give me my Josh shoes. I'm ready. You know? Oh, I love that. love it. Right? So, and, yeah. and so you, but you also, so you, you had an encounter with the disciples. You had an encounter with the son, but you also had an yeah. encounter with the father because you asked God to send the flood. Mm-hmm. It was God who sent the flood yeah. to destroy. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, Definitely. there's such a, a beautiful, like, yeah. th- when I saw it and I'm, and this is going to mm-hmm. lead me into the next story that I absolutely love is because <laughs> God is so wanting to have a yeah. relationship. A lot of people can have relationships with Jesus. A lot of people right. can have relationships with Holy Spirit, but somehow God, when those happen, God kind of gets pushed off to the side as the father. And he mm. so wants to be dad. He so yeah. wants to love on us as a, a good father does. So yeah. let's just segue from, from that story mm. into how the Lord, like wooed you. (laughs) (laughs) You definitely did. Oh, I love this story. Um, So God is so good. He had me. So just to back up just a little bit, because this detail is important. I I believe like I, I had a really rough childhood for an American. I don't know, you know, for others, but um, we were pretty poor. I grew up and my dad committed suicide when I was 15. Hardest thing I ever faced. He was my best friend. I really loved him, and uh, and then I was suddenly without him, you know. And and, and uh, he had HIV, very misunderstood individual, and it was difficult. He was always hiding from the world because in the '80s, people just didn't know much about HIV, so it was really scary, kind of like the coronavirus <laughs> right now. There was so much fear around it that people would ostracize you if you went uh, even into public sometimes, and it happened to us a few times. So unfortunately. So, um, so when I was 15, my dad committed suicide, no father. That was a big deal. Um, I was always looking for a father from that day on. I didn't know that, but I found him in the wrong places, you know, a lot. 
And then my brother committed suicide when I was, uh, when I was 19 years old, he was only 21 years old. He had his whole life in front of him. Ridiculous. I hate suicide. I mean, I just hate it. It is the stupidest thing. It's such a lie. And it's the people that don't have that are facing it aren't stupid. The, yeah. the lie that it is, is absolutely ridiculous. You're beautiful. You're made in the image of God. There's no truth in those and those lies. So <laughs> with that background, then you can kind of understand I, I had I was broken. <laughs> I was absolutely torn apart by uh, just facing life in general. You know, I had I'm going into life without a father is a big deal. Um, and, uh, you know, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. And so so. So God, he he knew this about me, of course, and he he was going after it. He wanted me to have a completely new and fresh and just rejuvenated heart that was full of life and life abundantly and overflowing. And so what he did was this interesting little thing. He 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 told me to buy this devotional. It's a 40-day devotional. It's called The Love Dare. It's actually from Fireproof, the movie, if you're familiar with that. And the love there is for married couples. It is not for, it's not for, um, you know, a discipleship or whatever, you know. So I'm like, why, God, you know, are you having me buy this book? It can't be for me. So I take it on myself to, to make it my new ministry. I'm like, I'm going to buy the book and give it to my friends. And so I kept... I kept feeling that call, go buy that book. And I kept giving it to my friends and all this kind of stuff. So, and then as circumstantially, I ended up like losing my apartment and moving into it with a friend. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm, I had actually broken my arm and I was having to take painkillers. So I was really depressed and, and I remember sitting in his room and then, and then I go in and uh, I go into his room his bathroom and there's that book that I'd given him and his wife like <laughs> a while back. And I'm like, wow, God, what, what do you want me to do with this book? Like, this is for married couples. This is not for, for me, you know? So, and I opened it up and I realized that God is actually inviting me to repair my, my relationship with him. And so every time it says spouse, I, I, you know, I can just put father God in there. And so it was one of the most beautiful things. It totally worked for 40 days. I am getting to know the Lord like I never thought possible. He's healing all kinds of different things. And then this is the best part. So day 17 or something, there's this part in the book where that tells you to take your spouse to dinner. So I'm taking God to dinner and I'm just like, I'm just thinking I'm just eating and whatever. And that day kind of comes and goes. So, but on day 40, um, it's 11, 8, uh, 11 p.m. and um, I'm driving down the road and um, and I hear, hear the audible voice of God. It was so profound. I mean, I can't explain how amazing it was. The audible voice of God sounded like it came from everywhere, not from one direction or anything. It was just everywhere I was. And so I heard the audible voice of God and he, he said, I want to eat here. And then to my surprise and kind of shock a little bit, I look across the street and there's an Asian fusion like fast food restaurant. And I'm like, you want me to go to an Asian fusion fast food restaurant to eat with you? <laughs> and I thought that was pretty funny, you know, but I'm like, okay, I, I, I am going to do this, you know? And so I, I go in, I park in the parking space. I walk into the building and, um, and yes, he is such a good daddy. And, um, and I, I walk into the building and the guy says, I'm sorry, sir, we're, we're closing. It's 11, a, it's 11 PM. And so I was 
devastated. And this was important. I didn't know it then, but um, what happened was uh, I felt shame and rejection come into the, the place. So that those two things happen whenever I just felt so disappointed when this guy said that. So I don't know what happened to him, but he must, he felt conviction. I have no idea. He comes back to the counter. He says, sir, sir. Uh, he, he saw me so sulking or something. <laughs> he runs back up to the counter and he says, sir, please stop. Like, uh, I just wanted you to know, I just, I clean the place and I'm going to keep the lights down low because I don't want anybody else to come in, but anything you want, we still got some food. And so, so I was like, Oh my gosh, this is really happening. Like I'm not crazy. I, I had this thing about thinking I was crazy, you know? And so I, I go up to the, the counter and I begin to order. And I, all at once I realized, Oh my gosh, I have to order for God. Like, what do you, what does he want to eat? I have no idea what God eats. You know? yes. and, <laughs> so, yeah. And then, so I'm like, I, I guess um, for whatever reason, and uh, I've, I've actually had some prophetic words about this, which are really sweet, but for, for whatever reason, I, I was like, I, I'm going to pick the children's meal. Okay. So I got the, the child's meal for God, you know, <laughs> and, and I'm like, and I, I'm, I'm thinking way too much, you know, just way too much. And so I, I decided I'm going to get like a drink and I'm going to get two straws. So the guys, the guy doesn't know that I'm having, he doesn't think that I'm bringing in a second person or something. I was like, Oh, it's way over concerned. <laughs> um, it was so fun. And, and then I go, he gets the food pretty much right away. I go, I sit down and I realize I'm in a pristinely clean. I mean, when he said he cleaned, he must've taken like a buffer out there. And I mean, the place was shining and the lights are low. And then I realized there's like ridiculous love songs on like from the seventies or something. And all at once I'm like, oh, God is romancing me. <laughs> I mean, what is, I'm a guy, Lord, like, what is this all about? You know? And, uh, you know, we just been through this journal and I mean, this uh, 40 day devotional and everything. So I'm like, Oh, this is too much. I don't know what to do. And, um, so, but I'm like completely washed and, uh, I, Leif Hetland calls it a baptism of love. I love that it was completely being drowned in his love. And, and, uh, another really profound thing, uh, is just that he didn't ask me for anything. He, he didn't say, well, Josh, if you could just be a missionary or if you could go and do this or if you could, uh, you know, get rid of the sin or nothing like that happened. It was just love. I mean, it was it's like that that pickle example. You know, you take a pickle and you put it in. I mean, a cucumber and you put it in the pickle juice, you know, for it to become a pickle like that was it. He was putting me in the pickle juice. I took that from another guy. I know, but um, that like that's a great example of what, what really happened to me and like his love. I mean, even though it took me six months to understand all that, that was all that was really happening. I immediately received a, a new heart. My outlook on life uh, as a Christian was completely different. Mm, I love that. And I, I, I do want to say one more thing is that when they brought you the kid's meal is in the book you wrote that you put it aside and you, you weren't sure if it was going to <laughs> Up, where it was gonna right. be fire that the sacrifice was gonna be that was gonna I mean, be anything was possible up. it was the best <laughs> it was just yeah. and you know it, it's very funny josh because like you and i are are very similar because we didn't mm. grow up in in church you know yeah. 
Catholic. I don't know if you didn't write if you were a Catholic, but oh, um, I grew up as a, a Southern Baptist uh, until wow. I was nine years old. My mother gave me an option of whether or not I wanted to go, and I I didn't want to go because I all I heard was hellfire and brimstone while I was there. Not sure what he was preaching, but as soon as I could get out of that place, I was running, and that was the last I saw of the church. Well, it's funny. I went to, um, I was raised Catholic, and then I went mm -hmm. to a Southern Baptist church, and that's where I gave my life to Jesus. I became a Wow, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, see, they're preaching some good stuff. It was just what I was no, hearing. No, what I was honestly, hearing. no, they were talking about home fire, and I was scared about that, but, okay, gotcha. the, but there was something that God was doing in me, and it mm -hmm. was it was just bringing me into a place of he was preparing me. He was slowly, slowly preparing me. And there were, there were some things that, um, that I, I uncovered, but what I wanted to, to say was that just like he wanted to restore your relationship with a father, that yeah. it was so important for you to feel a father's love. And we can't see mm -hmm. in our society what the, that a, a father's love can be like um like a date or that it could be that romantic yeah, that it absolutely. Could be filled with that much love and that much adoration because yeah. we're men are so oh you know <laughs> but but if you really I'll I'll never forget when my son was born and mm. I said before um Alex was born I said to my husband I go do you want to name him like little Robbie and he said no and I he goes oh I don't want anybody named after me you know big tough Italian guy you know uh. <laughs> it was about maybe, I don't know, four weeks, six weeks after the baby is, you know, Alex is born and Rob is laying on the couch and Alex is laying on top of him. And he looks over at me, my husband looks over at me and he goes, is it too late to change his name to little Robbie? Like he didn't uh, share his, awesome. but in, yeah. met his son. And my husband has loved his children, but like that, but I'll never forget that that expression of love was that I'm willing to even share my name with you. And that's what God does. He shares yeah. his name with us. He's, we are his children. He claims us as his with the God of the universe. So yeah. and I think that's just so beautiful how he yeah. and brought you into like 70s music, which <laughs> man, yeah. better love songs and in the <laughs> maybe not honestly they're so we good the really. we too can share come on <laughs> i'm sorry all right True. Uh, so so what happened like after yeah. you were completely you were hashtag undone what happened to your yeah. how did it shift how did it change from that so I, um, after I, I met the father, um, there was a security and a balance in my life. I mean, I had known him a little, you know, known of him, and it's. But at this point, I was I was uh, coming into contact with his image in such a way that it was changing me. So I wasn't just per perceiving; I was conceiving. That's that's the way I put it in my book. Is like, you know, uh, we, have, we have to think about this like for a second. Um, you know, Mary, mother of of Jesus, she's really kind of the first Christian in a lot of ways, and her example at least, you know, and so what she does is she has an encounter, and then with the angel Gabriel, and then she, um, and where everyone in history, all the prophets have uh, mostly, you know, perceived a thing, she conceives it, <laughs> so there is, there's a level that is like, 
that God is inviting us into when we really come into contact with a, a genuine reality that we can't dismiss. And honestly, that's why I feel like encounters are so important to talk about often because so many people are going to be like, I have encounters a lot, you know, and, uh, but they just don't think they do because they've, they, they're not sure on what the, the, you know, the definition is of encounter. Is it glory? Is it, is it, um, you know, like, the Holy Spirit is it the presence, you know, all those things have a unique place. And I think they all are encounters, um, but encounters, I, I define them as um, basically just uh, moments that where you know that God is real. Like, you know, that, you know, that, you know, like, oh, nobody could ever take this away. This isn't your parents' faith. This is this is you getting a foundation that you can live off of for the, forever. And I mean, but. Um, the other thing about that is learning to steward them, which God invited me into um, that process much later on, actually. <laughs> but um, but yeah, this was a profound experience. And I mean, the image real quick, just the the image was really the just that song of songs uh, aspect of who God is. And I think a lot of men, you know, maybe or not to knock us, you know, but like we, we might try to dismiss like that there's a romantic side of God. But we're welcome to know him all the way in any way that we can and we want to. And um, I don't know exactly everything in me that needed to know him that way, but I mean, it is the most beautiful experience I've ever had to know that God desired me and loved me with such purity. I mean, just the most beautiful purity. Um, and it taught me something about purity too. And it gave me that. It gave me all kinds of gifts. That's what comes when you really are able to identify who he is, is all kinds of gifts. He's such a giver. He's going to overwhelm you. And that, and I love that you said that, that, that we, that we can't sometimes understand that he is a giver of gifts that we don't understand that he really, he wants to love us. Like, we don't, you know, cause like I said, you know, how, how do we rationalize in our, our, our thinking, our earthly thinking, God loves me, that he sees me, that he yeah. knows me, that he counts the number of hairs on my head, that he captures my tears that he says that yeah. I love I love in the Bible. Yeah. I see you. I see you. That's mm. the thing that wrecks me more than anything else. You know, is when the father says, I see you. Yeah. Because yeah. He does. Yeah. That was Hagar too. Like the first time he said, I'm a God, I'm a God that sees you. And that's so sweet. She was she felt she must have felt like such an outcast, you know. But aren't we all? Don't we all mm -hmm. feel like we, we miss it? We're, we're short that we come short of who we're supposed to be. Or we've made too many mistakes and that, right. that we should be cut off. We should be dismissed. We should be like the prodigal son that says, I'm not worthy to be your child. So I'll come and be your servant. I'm going to come and serve you, you know, mm -hmm. and, and I'll just, I'll stay in the back somewhere in the corner and you can just throw me some crumbs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll clean the floors. Just let me in. <laughs> <laughs> and God just says, he says, no, no, I, you're mine. You're mine. Yes. There is something that we as a church have to wrap ourselves around this and we have to stop pushing him away because yeah, I, I, I've seen in visions, I have seen God holding people 
I've seen Jesus yeah. holding them as they're kicking and as they're screaming because they're angry and they're frustrated. And I saw him just holding somebody who was so upset and so hurt. But then slowly she stopped and he just held her. Yeah. She just started weeping because we, we were resisting the love. And what you were saying yeah. about like, we can't as men, guys can't see themselves being wooed and, and pursued. Right. Yeah. But that's yeah. not true. That's not true. Cause let me mm. tell you something. Guys love it when they do. Their, yeah. When their wife does something and pursues them or, or does things <laughs> make them feel like they're just. Oh man. Yeah. My, my, uh, I'm going to be on a show in uh, Pittsburgh. My wife bought me an outfit to where I was like, Oh my gosh, I feel so loved. Anyways. Yeah. So I totally agree with you. Right. And yeah. so, so you have this beautiful encounter with God. You, you've had an encounter with Jesus, but you mm. haven't really talked about an encounter with Holy Spirit. And I know that that is so, like that to me, when I when I encountered the Holy Spirit, because I didn't even know what I was looking for. I, mm -hmm. I, I was trying to read books about Holy Spirit and I just didn't realize, I didn't realize the Holy Spirit was a person. I didn't get that. I didn't know, understand it at all. But when I met him, holy moly, my best friend. Yes, <laughs> he is the best. He's the right? manifestation of Jesus Christ on the earth today. He is absolutely so, uh, Graham Cook calls him a genius, and that is so true. <laughs> absolutely wonderful. I love that. Yep. He is a genius. He is a genius. Um, uh, yes, I love this story too. They're all my favorite, <laughs> by the way. But uh, so I'm actually, this is uh, uh, just before uh, I met the father. Um, but I, I was in Mexico. We were helping to, to build a church in Mexico. And by the way, I got saved in a, a Spanish speaking church, bilingual. And, um, yeah, <laughs> anyway, so, uh, long story short, I end up in Mexico with my, my spiritual family and, uh, we are helping to, to build a church. And we're there, it's the first night, and there's some construction everywhere, and um, the service is in Spanish, so I, I, I didn't speak Spanish, um, but uh, so I'm sitting there, I don't really know what's going on, a friend of mine is trying to interpret some of it, um, and, and I just kind of get lost, um, and then uh, towards the end, I start feeling uh, like a, a little more engaged, and I couldn't understand why. And, um, and then, uh, all of a sudden I feel water on my ankles and I'm like, Oh no, a pipe burst or something in the church, you know, it's under construction. Uh, that's, that's terrible. But then I realized nobody else is reacting and I'm like, why is no one else reacting? <laughs> like, this is pretty serious. Am I just going to pretend like this isn't that? And so I just decided to sit there for a second and I looked down, there's, there's no water that I see. So I'm like, wow. And it was kind of dark in there, but then the water starts rising and comes up over my knees and, um, and, uh, my waist and, um, and then up, up uh, even higher to my chest. And I'm like getting nervous and then it, then it goes over my head and I'm like blasted feeling like, oh my, man, I am, I just start, I, I clearly was getting baptized in the Holy Spirit in some kind of way. <laughs> but um, so I, but I didn't know it then. So I, uh, anyway, the, the guy, guy next to me sees me getting blasted. I mean, I'm, you know, basically drunk for less, you know, for not having the words. Um, but 
so my friend reaches, reaches over to me. He's like, you need to go up there. They're having an altar call. And so I'm like, yes, I do. And so I'm pushing chairs out of the way. I can barely keep my balance. And <laughs> I get up to the front. And, um, and there's, a, there's a gentleman there who uh, was a pastor, and uh, Pastor Tom. And, and he comes up and prays for me. And he speaks English. So, um, and he, he put his hand over my chest. And um, he never touched me. Uh, but I, I thought he did, and he knew right away what what was happening to me. I don't know how, you know, he had that word of knowledge, or um, and uh, so I so he says, Josh, you you need to turn the analytics off, <laughs> and and he knew exactly what I was dealing with because I was like, what is why you know I was just processing, processing, processing and a uh, total analyzer. So he nailed it, you know, and I'm like, oh, okay, I, I need to let God do whatever he's going to do. And uh, so as soon as I do that, he's got his hand, he's never touched me. And I felt water come rushing out of his hand, just pummeling my chest, like hitting me so hard. It was like a fire hydrant had been unleashed. And um, the water hits me and goes into my heart. It's so strong that it just t- it takes an immediate 90 degree um, and comes straight out the top of the roof of my head. And it's just shooting up. And I just feel this water physically. And I can actually even taste it. It's the cleanest water I've ever tasted in my life. I, I could just tell like it was it was just this beautiful, like clean water. And so it just keeps coming, keeps coming. And I mean, I can I can barely hear because I can actually hear the water and I'm tasting it and everything, the whole experience. And so uh, the pastor is speaking over the water now, and he says, Josh, you, you just need to start moving your lips. Just just start moving your lips. And so I, I was like, moving my lips. Oh, this is tongues. I'm, tongues are so weird. I don't want tongues, you know. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, but I'm like, okay, I got to go for it, <laughs> you know. And I'm, you know, overanalyzing it. And so, but I, so I'm like, all right, well, why would I? And then he gives me the scripture. He says, well, it's actually, you know, um, you know, you, you, you put uh, words to it and then the Holy Spirit fills it. Or, and he showed me that in the scriptures. And I was like, wow, is that really in there? Okay. So I started kind of mumbling and, and he's like, just keep doing the same syllable. It's fine. Just do whatever you need to do. And so I'm just doing it, and then and then all of a sudden it takes off, <laughs> and I can't hold on to it, and it's like it was like a geyser just came out, you know. And so I'm like, you know, and I'm like, and so it just it just goes on and on, and I I mean I have such a profound uh, drunken experience that uh, I mean just like as if you got drunk with alcohol I can't I, I mean my memory got wiped after after that point I don't remember getting home or anything I, I woke up the next day I still feel like uh, this uh, this kind of Holy Spirit high it's so clean and pure it's like what I was looking for when I went after drugs you know mm-hmm. but uh, but instead it's like clean and I can still function within it and it's so beautiful it's like strength all the way in my bones and and it took me a, a day or something until I could try it again. But then I kind of, I was like, oh, man, I, I, I don't want to do it in front of people, but I have to try this again. And so I finally got some time alone and, um, 
And, you know, the Lord didn't get mad about, at me for being embarrassed, by the way, or anything. <laughs> he, he didn't keep his gift from me. For any, you know, I mean, just in case anybody out there is thinking, you know, something like that. That's obviously silly. And then, but yeah, and then I, I started to, to, um, to practice uh, just ba 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 sha ba kola namada yevotonamadatta kashin delaramuntarabokurasha and it's like this little song coming out of me and uh, and I started and then I started to realize that my mind was being fruitful just like when I knew it was the Apostle Paul and Peter it was it was just like I mean I just knew what my what I so I could interpret my own tongues. So the kindness of God, <laughs> this is amazing. So the kindness of God was that he knew that I was analytical. He, he didn't knock me for that. He didn't think that was a bad thing about my, my person. Instead, he, he gave me the ability to do, interpret my own tongues. So it was, he's just so good, you know? And I mean, it convinced my mind like, oh, this is, this is what it is. And so it shut off after two weeks. I don't know why. Sometimes it comes back, um, but I, I don't know why. But for some reason, it was clear that God just, he really wanted me to see it. He wanted me to know. And so he gave me the full ability to interpret my own tongues for two solid weeks. And then it just kind of went away. I, I was like, man, I would have prayed more in the spirit if I knew I was, that was the limit on that. But, um, but it, it was good. It's really funny because like when, when I actually, got my uh, gift. It was a year later. Well, there was at one point somebody said, oh, you can have interpretation of tongues. And I was like, I can. Mm. So I asked for it. So I'm in the shower and I'm like, Lord, I want interpretation of tongues. So I'm praying, ah, da, 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 da. you know, and all of a sudden I'm like, and I'm hearing what I'm saying. And I was getting really confused <laughs> and I got really scared. And I was like, no, forget it. Let's, let's go back to doing tongues. But it, was right. a, but it was a year later. It was a year later that that the Lord gave me this ability to interpret my own tongues, but not uh -huh. just to me, to other people. Mm. So what was happening, and it happened for about, I want to say it happened for about six or seven months, pretty strong. Wow. And it was like I would speak in tongues and then immediately speak in English and speak in tongues and speak in English and speak in tongues and speak in English. And like, so my husband heard it, my best friends heard it. Like, mm -hmm. and I was doing this for a while. Wow. And, and I, and I was like, and my husband said to me, he said, Lisa, he said, oh, I would say you were making it up, but I know how mm. you speak. And he goes, that's not you. Right. Yeah. Oh, and so, to tell, yeah. When yeah. he uses words that we would never use, like, I, okay. You know, and it was funny. Cause like, I would, I was like trying to confuse God. I'm like, all right, uh, I'm going <laughs> to think of something that I'm <laughs> try to say and the funny thing is is that like i because i said this to my girlfriend when this first started happening i said i'm gonna just think of something and then that way if it comes out i know it's me and she's okay that. and so so i'm praying in tongues and everything and i'm speaking in english and praying in tongues and speaking in english and and she's like well, what were you thinking of i said i don't i couldn't i couldn't think of anything it was like <laughs> It just shut off, you know, but, but it was really crazy. Yeah. You know what I love about that, Lisa, is like that you were willing to practice. I think, you know, so many of us get scared out of practicing uh, the gifts and stuff like that. I don't know how else you're supposed to learn. You got to practice stuff, practice the presence, practice everything. Like, can you get rid of it? Can it go? I mean, and the more you do that, the more experiences you're going to have. And it's going to help your faith a lot. Well, let me tell you, you and I were talking about this off air because we said we were going to talk about the story. And that's kind of why I saved it for last. <laughs> both agree 
we both agree that, mm-hmm. that speaking in tongues, praying in, in the spirit is one of the most important things. It's the game changer. It, I don't know what I'd do without it. I don't know. I, and I and I said this to you off air, Josh. I said, mm-hmm. I once said to the Lord, I said, Lord, take away every single one of my gifts. I don't care about them. But please do not take away my gift of speaking in tongues. Do not take away my language. Because that that prayer language is what I communicate with God. It's it's that we become one in that. Like because yeah. I'm speaking to him and he's speaking to me. And the way that I used to explain people or to people who don't understand speaking in tongues is I would say, do you know how like twins have a secret language? Yeah. It's the same. That's good. It's just the same thing. It's a language that, that our father taught to us and we can talk to him and he can talk to us and it's interchangeable. So sometimes we're actually speaking for, I don't know what you mean by (laughs) Sorry, my my watch decided to chime in. I apparently, <laughs> um, but um, but that was one of the things is is like as we start to to pray. You know, Paul says in Ephesians, it says that after I put on my full armor of God, that I pray in the Spirit at all times. And Paul mm-hmm. also said to to the congregation, he said. I wish you all to to pray in tongues, but ask for prophecy because prophecy is just a it's it's um it's more evident that God is speaking. I believe to yeah. people who are strangers and people in the church because sometimes the church is a little you know. But the, the thing about John Paul Jackson, I don't know if you ever heard his teaching about praying in tongues. Oh. This is the best thing I've ever heard. He says mm. that just like a bodybuilder has to build up their muscles, he says. We have a spirit, okay? In our, so our body, soul, and spirit, we have a spirit that's like maybe say this big. The Holy mm-hmm. Spirit can only occupy our spirit. And so by praying in tongues, we build up, increase, or edify. We build up or um, make it bigger so that there's more Holy Spirit to fill. So we're at, there's that, um, wow. we'll say less of me, more of you. Well, that's really what's going to happen is that the more yeah in tongues it's going to be less of our flesh and more of his right. yeah that word ed- edifying uh which you know paul talks about like it you know praying in tongues is edifying well that word means edifice it's the same word so those mean building so you know like i could totally see why you're building uh, uh like something that's it's a wine skin that can contain wine you know <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And that's why, you know, we were kind of talking about this and we were really saying that this is something there because there's a power in praying in tongues. I believe that's why there's been such a um, backlash against doing it, because if you really understand, I, I loved God. I prayed. I used to pray, but I always felt my prayers hit the ceiling. I don't know. Mm-hmm. How do you feel, Josh? Did you feel like like you prayed and you just were like, yeah, just doesn't even go up? <laughs> you know, I, I was frustrated with prayer for a long time. I thought, you know, why doesn't this stuff work? One of the things when I started praying in tongues, I could, you know, there was all the interpreting and all that was so helpful. But then I started to see it manifest in my family for things I wasn't, you know, that I wasn't like praying for, but that was coming up in my in my tongues and my languages and stuff like that. So I was like this is wildly powerful. I had, I, you know, I don't have a lot of theology behind that, but for some reason, tongues is ridiculously powerful. I mean, my whole family was getting saved. I, I talked to some, some of my family and, 
and they were uh, they called me and I'm, they're like uh, oh yeah my uncle just got saved and this and I mean like three different people got saved and it was like Whoa, what in the world just happened so I mean I was totally convinced wow tongues are there's something it's another level well and, and if we think about it if it says you know Paul says that sometimes we pray to men and sometimes to angels right we pray mm -hmm. sometimes we speak to men and sometimes to angels excuse me not pray sometimes we speak to men and sometimes we speak to gotcha. angels sometimes when we're praying in tongues we're not only speaking to the person's spirit but mm -hmm. we're also speaking to angels to go and do stuff and we're also yeah. praying the perfect will of God that, that like that's yeah. the thing like I I just I I just had somebody say, well, do you pray the word? Because the word is the perfect will of God. I said, I understand that. I said, but when I'm praying in the spirit, I'm praying for that person, for God's perfect will over their life. The word of God isn't going to necessarily tell me what the perfect will is right now, what they need. Because why should I be praying for things they already have? I need to be focused right. on the things that they don't or the, the strongholds or the things that need to be broken through. It's like when yeah. God speaks through someone because they've been praying that they've been prayed up in tongues. And so, you know, as I pray in the spirit, I'm releasing my prophetic word over them because I don't yeah. know what I'm talking about. It's all coming from him, but it's funny <laughs> because it's all stirred up inside. Yeah. So even on my shows, I pray in the spirit. I don't write notes. I have no notes down. I just, all of my yeah. shows since I've started have all been because I prayed in the Holy spirit and I asked him to direct the show. So it's really his show. I'm just the host. It's his show. <laughs> It's so beautiful. I really love the gift for ministry purposes, obviously. I mean, it makes sense. But like when you're standing in front of a person and you're like, I don't know what to pray, but, you know, and then you just start praying in tongues, either internally or externally. If, if you know they're, you know, they can under, they can, uh, you know, deal with that or, um, you know, like it just taps into God's little love river to that person. And as soon as I jump in there, oh, I'm just overflowing with prophecy and stuff like that. I mean, um, you can't love to, you, you can't minister to things that you don't love. So, I mean, like if you're really experiencing, I, that's someone else is saying, but if you're really experiencing a blockage, you know, then uh, you got to jump into that river and there's nothing that takes me quicker to that place with authenticity than tongues. I don't, I don't know how that, why, how or why, but it's very effective and I'm so thankful for it. And it's also something that you have in your book. Like you have like a prayer so that people mm -hmm. can see the baptism of the Holy Spirit or Absolutely. You know, if, um, if, you know, if you've given an opportunity and it's funny because there have been times that I have said to people because the Lord said to me, they need to be baptized with the spirit of, you know, with the, with their spiritual language. And I'm like, no, <laughs> there was this oh. guy. I'm like, this is a very charismatic church, Lord. They probably have it, you know, and I didn't say anything. And but he didn't. He didn't. My friend, thank goodness yeah. that God gives me grace because my friend said to him, Hey, do you have his name is Josh happened coincidentally? Do you uh -huh. have your your spiritual language? He's like, No, but I really want it. And I'm like, Okay, wait, do you want it? Do you want it now? <laughs> you got five minutes. <laughs> 
Because that's all it takes. It's like people think it's going to take forever. No, five minutes. Mm -hmm. I, I did it in elevators when I worked at the cosmetic counter. I would say, okay, we're going to go give you your tongue. And, and we would leave and I'd go up in the elevator and I'd start praying over them. We walk out of the elevator, bam, they would get mm -hmm. You know, so it's yeah. not, sometimes we make things so complicated, but if we listen to the prompting of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will guide us because the person's ready. Yeah. You can't give it to somebody who's, if their fists are like this, they're not going to receive it. But if their hands are open, yeah. they're ready. I think the Lord had used, he used love, you know, like he knew who I was. So he wasn't offended that I was an analyzer and those kind of things. And so he loved me. He let me know he loved me by knowing me, which was number one. I was like, oh, you know, you know this about me and it doesn't offend you about me. And so that, uh, you know, just looking at it is what allowed those walls to come down. And so that's, that's just, I mean, if you're really experiencing and you're really desiring this gift, you can have it um, for certain. I mean, this is something that God wants for everyone. He wants to empower Christians on the earth. He's, he's got so, so many things for you to do with this wonderful gift. So, I mean, but I think like number one is just knowing that, that it is something wonderful to receive. And even I hope some people are being encouraged as we talk about it in loving ways, because I think that's, that's really effective for most of us. We can say, oh, you know what, maybe I, that, that fear I held onto about that is illegitimate. I can just throw that out. And that's exactly what you need to do. You have to get rid of that fear so that, that God can, can get through. And then it's as simple as asking and then moving your lips like the scriptures say, uh, and letting the and the Holy Spirit fill those words with, and that's what begins to come. And I mean, it is, it's undeniable. You, you will know when you have it, which is wonderful, but I, it may feel like it's some kind of act at first, which made me really uncomfortable until it started to work. And then I was like, oh, this is profound. Oh. And I've had friends that, that it took uh, like a season of them practicing until they felt like it was real for them. Mm -hmm. And that, and some of them actually persevered. And so if, that, if that's what you have to do, that's just what you have to do, but persevere, because I'm telling you, this gift is ridiculously amazing. Oh, heck yeah. That, that is not a cop-out. That's, mm -hmm. that's like, you, I mean, just go for it. I mean, Todd White, he prayed for a thousand people before he saw one, so one person get healed. Like, you know, I mean, like, I hope my ceiling is your floor, but if it's not, if for whatever reason, keep going, keep going. There's, I mean, what else do we have to do? We're Christians. We have the Lord and that is eternity. And you know what? I mean, let's go after the reality of God. Let's expect him and know that he is a good giver of good gifts. And he's so generous. He's more generous than we can imagine. Absolutely. And one of the things that the Lord actually showed me, because I was like very, I was confused because I kind of felt like I was repeating things, I'm like repeating, mm -hmm. repeating things. I'm like, Lord, I don't think I have this. And he said to me, he goes, Lisa, how did you learn how to talk? And I said, mm -hmm. what? He said, he said, you started out saying mama or dada. He oh, goes, and then after you said mama and dada, then your parents would say, oh, oh, say cookie. Oh, oh, say grandma. Oh, oh, say, you know, say book, say this, you know, you were constantly based on it. But if you only, if you never, ever practice, if you never, ever said mama or dada, if you only, you know, you were struggling with it, you didn't talk, you know, your parents wouldn't give you new words because they wanted you to see what you got. 
And yeah. so, so they were building your vocabulary and the Holy Spirit is like, yeah. and so the Holy Spirit is going to give us more of a vocabulary. He's going yeah. to feed us new words and he's going to strengthen our language. And the more that we do it, the more that we pursue it, the more he's going to give it to us. It's just like when a child is learning how to read, you don't go out and buy a book for a child who doesn't sit there and even read the first book. You just mm. let that book sit there. They're like, well, reading's not their thing, right? That's mm. it. You don't go out and buy them books. But a child who devours books, you're like wanting to go out and get books. You're wanting to give them more books. So good. And so it's the same thing. That's where that scripture yeah. says, if I can trust you with the small, I will give you the more. And so many people I have met many, many people who have been in who have been praying in tongues supposedly for years but their language is not advanced because they only say the same things over and over. It's just mama and dada, mama and dada, mama and dada, because they don't spend that time cultivating what God mm. is trying to do. They they just sit there and they just say like the minimal things. Yeah. So it doesn't, it's not growing because they're only yeah. doing it when they're in a group. They're not doing it in the private time. It's in the private time. That's when we get our personal lessons. It's good, Lisa. Yeah, the, the Lord really helped me with this as well, um, just in like my daily practice. Um, so like he convinced me um, and, you know, that was the next real big move towards encounters that God gave me. Uh, he, after a long period of time, he convinced me that I needed to read the Bible um, all the way through. And I just, I don't know why, but it just felt like such an intimidating thing. And then, uh, but I finally decided, okay, this year I'm going to do it. Um, I wake up and and um, it, it's funny. This is a little joke. This is actually how he won me, I think. You know, <laughs> but uh, he said uh, there's four times in the Bible it says Joshua woke up early in the morning, and so I'm like, okay, I guess I better take that seriously. You know, <laughs> so anyway, I'm like, okay, I'm going to change my life. I'm going to begin to wake up really early, and I'm going to tithe my day. I'm going to give an hour and a half minimum to the Lord, and. And uh, so effective, by the way. And I, I don't know. I mean, you can try it. Maybe there's something else, you know, like do you. It's not a religious thing. But um, but that worked for me a lot. And, I mean, from day one, I had like a ridiculous, like, um, a dream. It was about unity, and it scared me. I'll just tell you about this real, in this sure. encounter. Uh, but so this dream, it, it scared me because it was like, it was, it was the unity of the body of Christ. And for whatever reason, that was so intimidating for me to think that that was even possible. I was like, what? God, I mean, please don't ask us to do that because how, how would we ever do it? You know? And for whatever reason that just terrified me. And I was like, um, I don't, I don't think that we can do that. And so I'm overwhelmed with that kind of fear. And, um, and the Lord spoke to me. I'm awake now. This is after the dream. He spoke to me. He says, uh, Josh, anytime you're afraid, I want you to clap three times. And so I'm like, clap three times. Like, are you happy? And, you know, I mean, like, I'm like, okay, all right, let's do it. And uh, so I clap. And as I clap, I, I have an open vision right in front of me. And there are angels as far as I can see, just one after another, rows and rows, infinite. I mean, I can't imagine how many there were. And they uh, are clapping in perfect unison. I mean, there's no like, nobody's off, even the slightest hair. So it's just the perfect unison. And and so I clapped three times and they all clapped with me. And it just, I mean, it 
it eliminated my fear, but it also let me know that, man, all of heaven is behind what God is doing through us on planet Earth. And there's no amount of, um, you know, difficult tasks that he can put in front of us that he can't achieve. Uh, heaven is real and heaven is a resource and, heaven, and God wants us to have all of our inheritance from heaven. Absolutely. I agree with that 100 percent. And I think um, I think it's very interesting that he made you clap three times, you know, because I, you know, I have to ask him three times. So three must be the magic number. <laughs> yeah, but, Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah, I'm always like, you know, he'll say something and like, eh, they'll say it again. I'm like, mm, and then like, OK, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. you know? But it's always three times. And, uh, um, but I, I, what I love is that when when he gives us a vision and he shows us and he said, you know, Josh, just clap because look at what's supporting this vision. Look yeah. at what is here to help this be heralded in. Like you're right. not, you don't have to do this stuff on our own. Like no. the book even. Like writing a book mm -hmm. is a daunting task. I mean, any, I, I'm, I'm in this process right now. It is a very yeah. daunting task. But if I didn't have God with me in it, or if you didn't have God with you in it to help you, it, you know, it, would you have been able to get it out as, as, mm -hmm. as you did, or as efficiently as you did, or, or to the, to the liking something that you're proud of? Because if you weren't proud of mm -hmm. it, you wouldn't be doing, you wouldn't be talking about it. You wouldn't be giving it to people. And so, mm -hmm. what were you gonna say? Oh, I love this book. I am so proud of what God was able to accomplish. I, I've been trying to write a book for a lot of years. I remember in my story, uh, I was uh, part of a managerial consulting group. And uh, so I, I had a 10 year plan to write a book and uh, become uh, one of the leaders in the organization. And that was that was my my whole life was pouring into that that work. And uh, so, but I never could get it done. You know, I mean, even after I became a Christian, I just wasn't ready to write a book. And so it just, it took a long time. But then I, another encounter, God, God showed up and let me know that he was basically going to partner with me. Um, but yeah, it took some convincing, you know, and then, and then, I mean, it just fell and, and I mean, it just all came out. It just all came out. And I mean, I did 15 minutes a day. It was part of my tithes and my daily tithe. And I mean, I encountered him through it while I wrote the book. I mean, this, this, I am convinced by, by my, my relationship with the Lord that this book is full of encounters. And I hope everyone that reads it. And I mean, so far, everyone I've talked to that's read it has, you know, told me, Hey, I, I had, I did have encounters. Actually, this thing happened to me. I had this big dream, you know, and all these wonderful things. All right. I realized I've had more encounters than I thought I had had. That's a real common one, which I absolutely love it. Like I said, let my ceiling be your floor. Like, please have more profound encounters than I've ever dreamed of, um, because encounters are what God is doing to pour out heaven on earth. And he's, he's absolutely addressing the deficits of this broken planet uh, by pouring out his infinite supply. Everything here is finite. Whether you find peace on the earth or, or, or not, there's only a finite supply of it. It's fleeting. You accomplish something or some some big thing, and then I mean, you know, you you have a little sense of pride, and you're like, maybe this will last thirty seconds. It doesn't last thirty seconds. It doesn't. It barely lasts a full second before you're over it, and you're just thinking, well, man, that was a lot of work. <laughs> but you know what? That and I, I'm I'm going to the book right now because mm. the book is called Encounters. And if you go to biblesforall.com, that's where you can get a copy of it. So yeah. 
I'm just going to put it up here. I'm kind of calling it around this way. But like I can tell you guys, um, if you look, like every single chapter, well, at the end of it, they have, if there's um, prayer activations, mm -hmm. you can see that. So there's also places for you to um, journal. So it's really, you can kind of think of it also as an encounter devotional. How about yeah. Absolutely. I love that. If you think about it, like you can say, Lord, I'm going to tithe my time to you to start having encounters with you. Because you know what changed Moses? It was an encounter. Do you know yeah. what changed David? It was an encounter. Okay. Yeah. You know what changed Mary? It was an encounter. Mm -hmm. Think about that. You know what changed Abraham? It was an encounter. All of these people had encounters. Daniel had an encounter. Some of them were with an angel. Some of them were with God himself. Some of them were with, um, and you know, there was even somebody who had an encounter with a donkey that changed them. <laughs> yes. We start to understand that God is relational. If he is mm -hmm. relational, then doesn't he want to have encounters with us? Doesn't, yes. you know, it says that we could be, um, we could be uh, interacting with the angels, right? We could be hosting mm -hmm. angels. We could be, you know, having angels with us in different places and we might miss it. So that's one of the things that I really am I'm kind of encouraging you if you haven't had an encounter. Because what Josh has had, what I have had, is based on our personal relationship. And that's yeah. what this book really talks about. It talks about because in these, these little activation things, this prayer, guess what you're doing? You're spending time with God. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like a, it's not like you're reading something and then poof, an angel's gonna show up. No, <laughs> you're saying, "Oh Lord, I'm gonna spend some time." You're giving your time so that you can start to have these encounters. So I yeah. I think this is awesome. And and Josh, you're also gonna be starting a school, right? Yes. Uh, so a friend of mine, Dave, David and Alicia Edwards, some friends of my wife and I, uh, my wife's Mary Marsingale. And uh, we, uh, they, they've had years, about uh, lots of years of experience in ministry school. Uh, he was part of the uh, Brownsville revival and these kind of things. So we got together one day and we we're like, you know, we, what are you guys thinking about Florida? And they're like, well, actually we're, we're thinking about planning a school. And we we're like, and my wife and I were what really and so anyway we just realized we 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 need to go do this and um so we're going to be planting a school in uh destin florida um it's we're so excited about it. it's called school of revivalist and it really is for activating revivalists we're we're focused on uh it's a supernatural school and we're gonna we're gonna go after gifts and encounters and all, all these wonderful things uh but we also want to activate you train the trainer all those kind of wonderful things so you can take it back to your church and uh, take it back to your life and use it on a daily basis like it is time it is so time for the sons and daughters to know their identity and be walking around in their inheritance the whole earth is desperate for you to to know who you are and be able to speak into what it is and who it is you know and who it was made by That's because right. god god is what it you know all of creation is waiting for and especially human beings we have so many souls to save guys this earth can you i mean we need to begin to imagine what it will be like when the billion soul harvest comes in. You know, there's not enough churches to handle a billion souls. 
We're going to have to be revivalists. We're going to have to be the churches so that these people, when they when they begin to get saved in these massive amounts, and uh, you know, there's been prophecies for the past 50 years about the billion soul harvest. So, I mean, like from very accurate pro- prophets all over and throughout different streams. And so, uh, it's a good thing to explore and look into. But um, I mean, literally, we need to be ready for that kind of move of God because it is definitely coming. <laughs> and people need to be the church for these people because we can't get them all into a building. It's just not going to work that way. No, and and that's the whole thing. You know, we need to be the church. It's not mm-hmm. the like we need to really kind of understand that that we are the walking representation of Christ. That's yes. who we are. If we have Christ in us, then we are representatives of him. And so when we when we start to think about, you know, the revival that's coming, we are, we have to be the church. We have to be a place where we bring revival. That and it's so funny when you were talking about that we need to know our identity, that we need to understand our inheritance, and we need to rise up yeah. from the sons and daughters. Those are the first three of my women's conferences, my daddy's girl conference. And uh, that's awesome. No, 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 seriously. I didn't even know that they were in Romans 8. Josh. Seriously. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, like the first one was oh, was like I a plan or something. <laughs> and then the Lord started talking to me about unlocking your inheritance. Because we were going to do unlocking your destiny, but I heard inheritance. And then the last one was a ruling and reigning for his kingdom. Made that very clear whose kingdom I'm working yes. for. But, you know, when we mm-hmm. get that Romans 8 and we start to live it out, that's where it changes. That's when we become the game changer. That's where we go in and we shift the atmospheres. That's when we can go in and we can set the captives free. You know, Jesus went to the cross to make lots of other Jesuses. (laughs) You know, because there was a man who was filled with the Holy Spirit because he was the only one who was capable of being filled with the Holy Spirit because he Mm. did not have original sin. And so when he went to the cross, he got rid of that so that we can now become the infilling of the Holy Spirit so that we can operate in the signs and the wonders and the miracles that he did and greater things will we do. And it's time for us to start doing. And so you also have a podcast which talks about supernatural and supernatural encounters and fun stuff that you do with your beautiful wife. So we don't want to forget about that. See now, Mom. Oh, I would so love to <laughs> talk about that. You know, and uh, just uh, just real quick, like uh, I, I don't want to blow up the church. I love the church. Of course, we do. Family, you know, kingdom yeah. family is everything. And I don't know if I said that wrong. I just want to make sure that's clear. Like we love the church. We're going down there with family. Um, so yes, we have a, a, a podcast that I also very much love. It's called Abundant Encounters, and it was designed for Christian meditation to kind of give an, uh, uh, the ability for Christians to meditate on the Word of God, and then there's an activation. And those activations are key because they really um, will give you the opportunity to uh, come into a, a connection with God. And throughout the book, it's it's similar. Those activations are there to take to tear down uh, walls and um, you know their prayers designed they're there's they're like sozo almost uh, they're saved heal deliver ministry the inner healing ministry um, and so but they're designed so that if there is something blocking you from your relationship with the Godhead with Jesus uh, Father God or Holy Spirit then you can take that away and get rid of it and live a more authentic and more fulfilled life because God does want us to have good lives. 
this podcast helps to do that as well. We hit it every single week and uh, they're, they're beautiful. They have music uh, that is uh, outstanding. Um, and uh, so you, you can, you can literally use it in the morning is perfect or any time of day that you can get to it where you just want to really absorb some peace because <laughs> there is a lot of peace that are flowing out of this and that we've had that uh, testimony coming back to us a lot from our friends and family. I just felt so much peace. Uh, they're like addicted to it now. And that's so great. <laughs> we love that. Awesome. Okay. So if people are interested in getting your book, which is mm -hmm. called Encounters, I'm trying to do it. So here we go. There we go. There you go. So you want to get encounters, you can go to biblesforall.com. If they're interested mm -hmm. in finding out about your abundant encounters podcast they can go to bibles for all if they want to get in touch with you they can go to bibles for all so basically you got it <laughs> bibles for all yeah. <laughs> but this has been i first of all i just think you are so adorable i really oh, and, and when i talked to you we you know i we cheated and i talked to him yesterday because <laughs> I just, after reading i got my i gotta talk to this guy i gotta just talk to this guy so and i'm so very grateful that we've connected because i love yeah. doing i love this book i i love the encounters i mean goodness gracious i am such a daddy's girl and not just because i have a conference but because I truly am a daddy's girl. And I love how you just bring forth the message of father and how much father loves his children, that he pursues them and he dates them and that he changes yeah. them and how much Jesus loves us. And I just everything about the book was just so beautiful. And if you don't know anything, it's a great book because he walks you through it. He just kind of, it's, mm. it's like a Bible yeah. class of uh, Pentecost. How about that? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I am so glad that I've met you too. You, you, this show is so amazing. Honestly, it really is. Like you have so many of my heroes on here, and you know this is what God is doing right here. He's trying to get voices heard from all over the body of Christ because He's doing so many encounters. People are having so many real experiences. We get to share them together. That's the testimony. Do it again. Do it again, Lord. Do it, and all every listener, everybody that watches this program. Give them encounters that change their lives, Lord. Bless yes. them, bless their hearts, Lord. Yes, yes. And actually, Josh, why don't you go ahead and just pray? Um, I know you kind okay. of did, but let's let's uh, let's just release a little bit of that uh, encounter yeah. anointing that you carry. Uh, Father God, thank you so much that you're not a respecter of persons. Um, this, um, even though it was about me, it's also about everyone that I'm praying for right now. And Lord, I, I pray that you would bless them, bless their socks off, like you used to say to me. Bless their socks off, Lord. Give them more than they can possibly contain, Lord God. Give them so much and teach them how to steward it as well, Lord, how to how to keep a journal or however it is um, um, so that they can keep up with the things that you're going to do with them. And I say that in faith in Jesus name, Lord. And I thank you, Father. We, we just we want to know you. We want to know you, Lord. And that is the purest, most wonderful desire. And it's the only thing that ever worked for any of the Bible uh, characters that you give us, Lord God, the people that you give us, because they're people, they're real people. And so, Lord God, I pray for encounters, encounters with your word, especially. God, let it come alive. Let it come so vibrant and so addictive. Let it be more addictive than any drug that we've ever, uh, you know, like, or anything can do, you know, uh, Lord, let it be so fulfilling 
and that it's overflowing, that it's just living waters pouring and pushing out of us, Lord God, like that fire hydrant that you use to, to clean my heart out, Lord God. Let it be. Do that again, Lord, and do it with your word, Lord. Let us become just ravenous for your word day and night, Lord God, because there's so much good there's so much of you in there, Lord God. There's so many relationships available in there with the, the people that you presented that are just real people, just like me and just like everybody that I'm praying for. Lord God, do it again. Do it again. Bless him, bless him, bless him in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 This was so good. Okay. So what are you guys going to do? You're going to go to Bibles for All. You're going to check out his podcast. You're going to get his book, Encounters. Because if you want to start having encounters, this is a great way to start. And the most important thing is start spending time with Papa. Start yeah. spending time in that prayer closet. Start going into, make a commitment. Make a commitment to spend time with him, talking to him, encountering him, listening to him. He is funny. I can tell you, he cracks me up half of the time and i start laughing it's because i'm hearing stuff you know because he is so funny and he loves us so much and let me tell you half of the things that god has told me to go and do that i didn't want to do it was because there was someone who needed to know that they yeah. were loved so don't dismiss those little pushes that god gives you to go and do something for somebody because that might just be their encounter so good Mm, this was so much fun. Thank you so much, Josh, for coming on Touch by Prayer. You are welcome back anytime you want to come back on. Oh, thank you so much, Lisa. This was awesome. Okay. But thank you guys for tuning in. I know we ran a little over and I kind of felt we were going to do that. I pretty much warned Josh before, but I just felt like there was some stuff that needed to come out. So I hope this has blessed you. If it has blessed you, please share it with your friends. If you are a woman and you are interested in coming to encounter the Father's love, Definitely mark on your calendar, March 15th, 16th, and 17th, because here in New Jersey, we are going to follow the flame. We are going to follow that fiery furnace of love that Papa has for us, and you are going to have a three-day encounter with him. I guarantee it, because he always shows up at my conferences. I'm not trying to boast. I'm truly not, but he just he just likes to come, So and he's invited. So you will definitely have a... Um, you will have an encounter with Papa in some way. And so if you're interested, you can go to touchbyprayer.com. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and hanging on. Share this broadcast next week. Blake Healy. Oh, heck yeah. It's going to be a good show. Thanks for tuning in. Remember to go out and touch someone. God bless and good night.